We're back. We're back? Yep. Well, it's the start of a new episode, isn't it? Well, you've got to say we're back sometime. No, we are back. We're back for episode seven. Inside EV. Keith. Hello. Oh, can you... I'm going to say my name's Keith, not yours. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Andrew. My name would be Andrew. Hello, I'm, Keith. I'm great. How are you? I'm pretty good, actually, yeah. Um, about three beers in. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty normal, isn't it? No, I shouldn't say that. It used to be back in the old days. Now that now, I'm fit. Yes. What's this episode? Oh, no, we've got something to give away. No. No? Well, look, what's on today, folks, is uh, we've got um, further talk uh, on the HDMI debate. Is a more expensive cable better in any way than a cheaper cable? And this is something we're going to put to bed, and we are never going to speak about it ever again. No. Yes. No one yes? What's that? We might bring it back. No, I know. We we're never, back. We're never bringing it back. I'm sick of HDMI cables in every way, and so is everyone else. We forgot to put that little line in that he said, and it's quite ironic. Mm. You'll pay just as much for a HDMI cable as you will for a Blu-ray player. Yeah, what a load of rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> so you go and buy $129 Blu-ray player and expect to pay $149 for a cable? Yeah, well, that was something that a salesman said to us, Keith, in the course of doing our secret shopping uh, uh, expedition Yes, in the last week or so, and that's what's coming up ahead, along with a number of other interesting trinkets, like... Um, I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think at some point in the future, not now, we'll not take tonight. We'll take some notes. Take notes. But I can remember what we're doing. In the middle of each episode from now on... We're going to... We're, we're going to give... We're not going to give something away, but we're going to... We're going to offer... This is the this is geared primarily to get people to listen to at least the middle of the episode to Which find one? out what the secret bargain of the day is. So we're going to sell something for trade. Yeah, maybe less than trade. Less than trade. Maybe more. Depends what it is. But we're going to... Um, a product that we potentially have spoken about in a previous episode, one only, some lucky person will buy at the right price and it will be mentioned in the middle of each episode from now on. Okay. Otherwise, what else do we give away for free, Keith? I've forgotten what... Have <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had your pills today yet, have you? No. The Name Audio. Oh, the CD. CD. Have the they set. turned up? <laughs> They're here, aren't they? <laughs> They are here, actually. We need people to send... Uh, well, we we really want them to do a review on iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us some stars. Give us some love. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. Say you have. Give us your name. Give us your postal address. That's all we want. And we'll send you a CD. S- simple. It sounds good, doesn't it? So what do you do? Well, we don't even want a screenshot of the iTunes rating. Or we will ask for your call sign. You call it a call sign? Your uh, yeah, your your, uh, your handle. Handle. <laughs> what do you call it when you're on yeah. the web? Your nickname? Fuck it, if I know. I've never used the internet. Um, I've heard about it. Yeah. So at least so we can match it up when we see it, because mm. we do check it. We check it what every hour because we. <laughs> <laughs> 
that inclined. We no, just... I'm sort of over that. But it was it was interesting to see the flame rise, and now steady. And I don't know how how we would ever allow, or how we would ever obtain or attain a larger audience than the one is listening right now. But it doesn't matter. We're about supplying some useful, interesting facts. Let's get on with it. Yes. What do you got? How was your week? This week? Interesting uh, customer oh. inquiries? I have, it was a quiet week this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straightforward, in-out jobs, nothing exciting. If I could get more in-out jobs, I would be a happy man. Yeah, I'm starting to think that they, they're the way to go. Oh, they are. Um, though I did, I'm getting towards the end of a project, which has been good. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just waiting for the builder again, but that's pretty normal. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm... Uh... Oh, iPad, iPad, iPad um, this week as far as um, trying to make them control things and do things. Um, what else? Streamers. Music streamers? Mm, sold, a, sold a name streamer this week. To a happy customer? No, he was an unhappy customer, but uh, not because he bought a name streamer. Oh. His wife left him a while ago, and he's still sort of, no, that's not true. None of that is, in fact, true. Very happy customer. And he, uh, I have to say, the new ND5XS is an astounding-sounding machine. And for those so inclined to spend uh, 3, 3, 3, 4, 3, 5, whatever it is on a, um, a DAC, a streamer, a web radio box, you know, all-in-one device, easily controlled by a free app from name, uh, and you know, and and wanting brilliant sound. This is an amazing thing. Um, stunning sound quality. Three external digital inputs. This is all in good one strip. box. All in one box. No amplifier. Just you plug it into your existing system. So good to add to your kit. Well, it's like buying a DAC, except it's got the streaming capability and the web radio. So, um, but forget all that. The sound is just so tight and clean, and uh, it's unreal. Um, and bulletproof reliable, just works and works and works. I um, did no see, glitchiness. I saw the app, it looks very nice on the iPad. The app is good. It's missing a feature or two which annoys me, but one presumes they'll fix that in future uh, releases of the app. Uh, what else do we do? Um, recorded a podcast. Well, we quite edited have... a podcast. <laughs> We're only halfway through the week, really. Worked on a three wheel car. Oh, how is the trike? No, the trike's progressing slowly. Um, Yeah, it's coming along. It will be finished this year. (laughs) It will be finished this year. Um, God, I went for a great ride on the weekend, but I can't talk about that because I I can't remember what part of the ride was was below the speed limit. Uh, uh, That was interesting. Weather was great. Um, I have a bit of news. Yeah. You might have to do the podcast next week by yourself. Oh, what was that? We're trekking off to a job. We'll be away for a week on, on site. Oh, yeah. Anywhere so, interesting? Uh, some people would think it's interesting, but I mm. I wouldn't class it as my favourite destination anymore. It's Rockhampton? Better than Rockhampton, I suppose. No, Rocky's not bad. Bullshit. <laughs> Rocky's a hole. A hot hole. Uh, we're going to Hamilton Island. Oh, yeah, yeah, poor thing. Yeah. With the rich and famous. Yeah, yeah. So what do they let you in? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that job's still going on up there. It's a never-ending story. Yeah. So I'll um, I'll bring back some photos and 
updates when we finish mm-hmm. this. Well, this is stage three, so it'd be good to see what happens. Well, hopefully stage three is the end of it. Yep. Till they change their mind again. <laughs> so. Should um, do a favour for me when you're up there and photograph the drinks menu at one of the local bars. Oh, okay. Because aren't VBs $9 or you something? Want a, like yeah, at least. And a, you know, a, any kind of actual real imported beer is you know $14 or something. Yes. 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 <laughs> get a picture special, of that. Special island price. Yeah, get a picture of that. Um, uh, trade secrets this week? Trade secrets. Favourite brands? Uh, actually, no, we rather than a trade secret, I was going to bring up, because we did have one nice feedback that we should talk about, mm-hmm. retro hi-fi stuff. Yeah, what what's to say? What's the response say? Or the what? No, what's no? What what is there to say? What does it say? I, I well, I haven't got too much to go on about retro, but I thought I'd just bring up. But um, oh, what was your first stereo system? God, um, we'd we'll just stick to two two channel stereo. You know, I think I built a Playmaster amplifier, fifty watt MOSFET. Integrated. You built a kit? Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to... I don't want to talk about that. It's too embarrassing. <laughs> I tell you what I will, I'll tell you what I will do is I'll, I'll preach for a second. Okay. Old speakers sound like shit. There you go. Old speakers. What's old speakers? Oh, I'm sick and tired of hearing about people who go, oh, these things sound unreal. No, no, no. They sound very coloured, very compressed... They have no extension in the bass. They have no articulation in the bass. And when they were new, they sounded a whole pile better because they weren't buggered like they are now. Now, there are exceptions to this, very few exceptions, and that's where the speakers, uh, you know, the speaker systems have been, you know, kept in an air-conditioned environment or they're in Melbourne or wherever. I mean, the humidity just kills stuff. True. I'm a little tired of hearing about how wonderful these speakers are they bring them in for repair, and seriously, you cannot listen to them. The crossovers are so far out of whack. All the capacitors are buggered. They're so coloured. Then you, you rebuild them, and you just use normal parts. You don't go and use all special fancy yes. black gate capacitors or something. Or maybe maybe use sole ends, but, you know, something fairly typical of what was in there originally, trying to keep the characteristics that the original designer heard and liked and um the results you know can be quite pleasant but i mean there are no way uh within you know within qe of the performance of newer speakers uh in any of those sensors that i just mentioned yes amplifiers far different i can't believe how good some old amplifiers sound are we talking transistor or valve or both? Oh, well, both. I mean, quad quad two uh, mono blocks and a preamp, although the preamp is, I think, generally regarded as the weak link in that system. But, man, what a great sound, you know. So old tube amps, not a problem. They're, they're marvellous things. Um, yeah, they have limitations along the lines of what I just alluded to, but they're not as coloured. Yeah, they're a bit floppy in the base and they're not real powerful, but, jeez, oh, the charm factor exceeds, you know... A lot of these other negative attributes, you can really get excited and enjoy some sweet-sounding music. 
This is rarely the case for old speakers. There are exceptions. Had in a pair of Alice 35As not long ago. Keith looking at um, me quizzically. Yeah, what, what, what brand? Oh, come on, Keith, don't show your ignorance. Well, it's actually a BBC licensed design. It was not a brand. There was probably four or five brands that made them under licence. But um, and how old near field be? monitor? It's the same about the same as the little SA ones, like behind you there. Oh yes, I can see them. Yeah. Yep. Well, through the back of your head. Am I allowed to touch them? Keith's looking no. at the Spendor SA ones, which are sort of a modern day size wise equivalent, at least, of an LS three five A. Is that the price? No. No, they're twenty seven hundred dollars a pair. Oh yes, not okay. thirteen grand. No, that's a different price ticket for a different speaker. Um, thank the Lord. So uh, we sell, sell quite a few SA ones. They're a very good speaker. And, of course, LS35As, when they were new, in the late 70s, early 80s, were a $1,000 a pair anyhow. So if you take inflation into account, the SA ones at 2700 bucks are really probably cheaper than, uh, certainly compared with the price of a home, cheaper than uh, LS35As were in their day. Yes. Now, these are a great speaker. They have they have same dynamic limitations. They have base extension limitations, and they're not, uh, you know, they're not overly dynamic and exciting, but, my God, they're quite smooth, uh, accurate, not the most revealing of speakers, but, gee whiz, music just is the sweetest thing, you know, coming out of them. It's just ah, beautiful. In fact, one client, I think, brought in something similar to that, JR149s, which was designed by Jim Rogers, who uh, left, well, got kicked out, bought out, whatever, of, out of Rogers, which is one of the brands that had a licence for LS35As back in the 70s, late 70s. He, um, he went off and did his own thing, and he built this round speaker, same sort of size as that. Mm-hmm. And same idea. I think it had the same drivers in it almost, which is a Kef five and a quarter and a T twenty seven dome tweeter. What or do you mean by round? I mean cylindrical, like made out of a piece of okay. sort of Enclosure. six or seven inch sewer pipe. Oh, okay. yeah, but I don't know what the box was made out of. I've forgotten now. I know they've got aluminium tops and bottoms and stuff, but um, point is, uh, similarly charming sound. It was meant to be a very slightly better speaker than the three five A because I don't think it was a well, it can't have been a licensed thing because, of course, it was a round cylindrical sort of box, not the uh, box box yes, of the LS35A. Uh, and, of course, Spender BC1s have a cult following and, and they are a charming speaker too. But compared with new Spenders, you know, slow in the base, you know, not as sensitive as a newer one. And the new Classic Series Spenders have all of the charm and more of the older ones. So is that an ad for Spender? All right, oh, moving along okay. to other brands. Um <laughs> Kef, um, I had a guy bring a pair of Kef Concertos once. They sounded really good, but they were in really good nick. And I've had other ones come in that sound bloody awful um, and sound better after you've fixed them. And, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously you can't judge them when they're not working properly, but uh, even when they're done, they're, yeah, they're okay. But, you know, obviously the cones aren't as in as good a nick because of humidity and they're not, you know, they're, their characteristics have been lost. They're... they're their uh, positive characteristics that they had originally are gone. So um, the, here's a question for you, and I sure. think we may have we may be going to cover this soon. Mm-hmm. With new speakers and stuff, when do they start to sound good? Do they sound good straight out of the box? Oh, you're going to talk about running in? Yeah, what's this run-in thing? Well, let's hold running in for three minutes because I just want to finish up on okay. the retro side. So we'll come back to older gear 
in future episodes for sure. And we'll you didn't answer my question too. How old's old? When do you? Is it just physically when they're old, they've worn out, or what are we talking about? Just just retro gear? No. When do you when do you say like when you're saying old speakers don't sound any good? Oh, I'm very I'm very much talking about the seventies, I think. Okay. And obviously, anything older than that is just complete bollocks. And look, there'll be people out there going, this guy is insane. He's not heard X, Y, Z. Yes, I bloody have. <laughs> and you're all got... No, I was almost going to say something horrible. The thing is, your ear will adjust to coloration very, very successfully. Um, and if it didn't, we'd all be in trouble because room acoustics take, you know, play such a big role in the balance of a system. And so... You know, your, your brain-ear combination will balance out a, a coloured system. And if you've listened to that coloured system for a long time uh, and you enjoy your music and you're not hung up too much on the sound, you might well find other people's systems sound wrong because yours is so bloody wrong that everything else sounds wrong because your ear-brain combo so is... So you should constantly listen to different systems, so that... Well, that's the job I'm in, isn't it? I mean, we fix stuff all day on the bench. We listen to and sell all sorts of different brands of gear and have done for 30 years. I think you can draw some reasonable conclusions. But having said all that, if you enjoy it and you're getting value out of it and you like it, then suck it up. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't have a problem and I'll happily fix it for you. But it's the ones I read on the internet where they rave on, you know, like that's... The thing with sometimes in audio forums is you, you these people have a very narrow band of reference, you know, and um, you know it, it's ah, look, everyone loves their own stuff. Obviously, I don't know really what I'm saying. If you love your own stuff, that's great, but go and listen to other things when possibilities or when you know, like if there's a hi-fi show in town, which there was recently in Melbourne. You know, six months ago, five months ago, four four months ago, four months ago. Okay. Yeah. It, um, it's an era. There's a lot of people who went to that and they got to listen to our products and, and, and you know, three other levels of worth of rooms of equipment. There's lots of gear there and lots of, lots of potential clients there. And I think that was a great opportunity to, admittedly, in fairly uh, difficult surroundings, but at least get a bit of a listen to some other equipment that you hear about. And, and I know some people who went to that show went and heard certain products that were very, and we're talking new equipment now, very highly praised on certain internet forums, and they were very disappointed at the sound. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's all very well to go to someone's shop and listen to something in isolation. Yes. It's a different thing altogether to have it 10 feet away in another room and take your own CD from that room and put it in the other room on the other gear and then you can draw some real comparisons very quickly and um, you know so that's that's a great thing to do and of course you know Hi-Fi Show in Sydney is on this year in October mm-hmm. um, there's some news for you that's not that it's not that newsworthy but if you didn't know already you do now and uh, I'm not sure whether I'm displaying this year or not I haven't really decided but certainly I would rate last year as a success so I expect I'll come back for more but um Either way, you and I will be there. Yeah, we should go for a look. Yep. Oh, actually, a listen. Let's go for a listen. Mm. The other thing I wanted to wrap up on re-retro gear was um, I I made the statement, and I was being a bit, you know, tongue-in-cheek when I said old speakers sound horrible, and and there are many that do, and there are some that are surprising. Um, 
Of course, LS35A secondhand sell for an amount of money that would allow you to buy a new pair of equivalent speakers. And quite frankly, I'll take the new ones any day, although I admit readily the old ones have a certain charm. And in fact, they're very charming, but of course they're difficult to maintain. You can't buy the bits anymore, etc., etc. But moving back to amplifiers, mm-hmm. quad twos, just just charmers. Um, transistor quad gear, hmm, yeah. beautifully made, brilliantly made. And enjoyable to listen to, but not in the category of the uh, the tube quads. Um, a highlight in transistor amps, I always feel, is the first uh, musical fidelity class A amp, little twenty five watt, maybe twenty watt actually, twenty watt thing. What a perler! Really warm, clean, fairly tight sound, not overly detailed, but really pleasant to listen to and built Musical Fatality's reputation almost single-handedly. Used to blow up about every record and a half. <laughs> really? And you could fry eggs on its heatsink lid. But when it wasn't blowing up, wow, that's a good-sounding amp. Um, well, that's a trade of a Class A amp, isn't it? It is. It, it is, it is. And that, but that one ran super hot. It was under-heatsinked. Later musical fidelities really only got worse, and, 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 and I mean that in the kindest possible way. Um, they became more expensive, more powerful, and lost some of that just cleanness and um, unusually pleasant sound for a transistor amp. Other transistor amps that I find amusing at times are, you know, very early Marantz can be really good if they're a good nick, uh, American ones generally. Um, the some Lux amps are very good. Uh, the Class A Lux amps were incredibly good. Um, but I'm quite uh, ignorant here. Lux or Luxman? Both. Are you talking the same? Or they're the same. They're the same. Okay. You just no Lux was well, Lux sometimes, and then it was Luxman at other times. Oh, okay. I don't really know I how that was. Just Luxman. I've... Yeah, the rules changed a bit there. I mean, they did change hands in the early days, uh, early. Uh, early 70s, um, Alpine boredom or whatever, or was that? No, oh, I don't know. I'm confused. doesn't matter. This is not a history lesson, but there were some good amps there. Um, NAD have made some good amps, and they've made some terrible amps. Some of the ones from the... Um, the 3020 is not a bad amp, but it was a bit gutless. The, the ones that sounded better... Actually, I'll tell you what was pretty good was the ones from the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, sounded rather pleasant and lately seemed to be rather too aggressive sounding. Uh, and there was one other that I keep striking in the shop. Um, oh, I won the other day. Bloody even Flavor Neck, it was powerful too. Um, actually, there was a Kiwi thing in the other day, McLaren. don't think it's anything to do with Bruce McLaren. I don't know, maybe it's part of his family, but... Um, it um, was an old thing, 80s pre-power. That sounded bloody good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MOSFETs. Mm. Sounded good, really good for MOSFETs. Um, very few of those around. Uh, oh, there's something in the back of my mind. We'll come back to it. But look, to, to, to generalise, lots of old amplifiers are surprisingly good. You know, and... Good and, character. Good. And, and lots of old CD players are surprisingly good. Really charming sort of sound. Yes. Old meridians are fantastic. Um, if you're looking for you know warmth and that, 
the exact opposite of what some people perceive CDs to sound like. And of course, name old names or new names have that warmth, that earthiness as well. Um, and I don't know, but lots of CD players from the nineties that we thought at the time weren't. I don't know, we didn't like them much. They sound really sweet now. Which brings us to the next thing. Yes. Running in. Running in. Are they somehow magically ultimately run in and that's why they sound better now than they did in the 90s? Yeah, so does new equipment need a run-in period? I think it does. Are we just talking speakers need running in or are we saying components need running in time as well? Well, I think... And how I long do you run things in for? You, you don't. You just use them and they get better. Okay. But not always, I suppose. Obviously, if things are aged and going off, so you then don't, they sound worse. you don't run it in like you're running a new set of rings in your car. <laughs> don't over-rev it. I ran... Um, no, I didn't. I was going to tell her running my ring-in story, but I won't do that. Um, I um, I meant plural, by the way. Yes. Rings. Um, I uh, Speakers. Mechanical objects, yes. turning electrical energy into uh, mechanical energy, uh, hence called a transducer, I suppose. Such a good word, transducer. Transducer. Yeah. I, um, I should have used that instead of transformers. Transducers, all that meets the art. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i got to go now. Um, the... They just simply need running in. They're mechanical things. The spider, the suspension in the sense of the spider and the surround uh, definitely need loosening up. Um, that's probably the main thing. Um, heating of the voice coil, uh, maybe some subtle changes there, but definitely the breaking in of the suspension. And when you're designing a speaker, you obviously design the speaker with a, a drive unit or drive units that are thoroughly run in. You'd be crazy not to. And, of course, no one would do it any other way, you know, because the difference between a non-running mid-base unit and one that's running is, is enormous. Um, there are huge differences. And when I was years ago involved with designing speakers, uh, I measured all of that, and there was enormous differences. You know, resonant frequency okay. would drop by um, 20%, something like that, you know, as it run in, uh, ran in. And, of course, other parameters. And, and someone said to me once... Oh, yeah, but that balances that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that, that's true to some degree. Um, so, you know, the, the thing works half decently out of the box. But it will end up to have greater base extension, better, you know, phase response or whatever. It'll be it'll be certainly... The alignment of the box will be correct yeah. when the driver is run in and it'll be out of whack to start off with, assuming it's a vented box. Sealed box, probably not so much difference. But the mid-range will sweeten up. And it does. I've heard it many okay. times. Spend loudspeakers and many others, all others. So just on a sound better after a hundred hours. I was going. I was going to go. What's it's not. There's no magical number, but you expect it after you say so-called hundred hours to hear some difference. Uh, look, magazines, which are probably not always to be believed or taken as gospel, but. Um, I did hear some feedback from Spender HQ where a magazine had told them that a particular model needed 300 hours. They'd had it for months and months and months and they reckoned it just sounded better and better and better. And that particular model, I would absolutely agree. For some reason, maybe because it is quite a capable speaker, it can take a lot of power, probably feed two or 300 RMS into it if you really wanted to. 
Uh, maybe it doesn't, you know, there's not as much excursion for a given normal amount of listening level, so you need to play it longer or play it louder. Um, the same could be said of an engine, I suppose, you know, that um, basically drive it around the block three times fairly gently and then take it to the track and flog it all day is one way to run an engine in, and, uh, you know, we'll run it faster that way. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> for a shorter period of time. For sh- well, but, you know. So, but you've sort of come back on yourself a little bit because if you're going to sit and listen to your, your system for 100, 200 hours mm-hmm. and your ear gets used to it, it's going to sound better. Is it, is it just your ears are running better? The, yeah, there's a psychology to it, I think, to some degree, and I think that um, I, I, breaking in of speakers is real. There's no doubt in my mind. I've heard it many times. And and, and you... Was it you? Someone suggested to me the other day, why don't you just put a run-in pair of speakers beside a fresh pair out of a box? I've done it many times. The difference is chalk and cheese. Okay. You know, it, it's... It, it's real, all right? There's no doubt about that. It's just all the non-believers out there, and I'm, I'm a sceptic and a cynic, you know, in regard to everything, really, but it's one that I can't be cynical about. It exists, and there's a good sound reason why it does. Where, where you get into bizarro land is um, crossovers running in, cables running in, <laughs> Connectors running in. Cables only running in one direction. Cables only running in one direction. Well, I'll tell you about my thoughts on that in a second. Uh, but uh, I read on the internet in, in, in a certain amount of uh, <clears throat> research for this discussion, a lot of people suggest that amplifiers running in is bollocks. Yes. And it's not. And it's not for a host of reasons, and that is because um, a whole bunch of components will, with current running through them and heat cycles, yes. will change their characteristics. And once again, it's not because uh, it's not all hocus-pocus. I mean... When you mean heat cycles, you mean uh, turning them on and off or... Yeah, use, you using play it, it for an hour or two, yeah. you turn it off, you come back a day later, you do it all over again, yep. you do that for a month. And people say, well, why does it not sound worse after a month? Why does it have to sound better? Well, it's the same reason speakers sound better when they're running. It's, it's because the designers have used components With that are burned in to do their final audio, you know, listening, you know, their, their actual human tests of the thing, and then measurement as well. It's not that you can't measure this, you can. And people say, oh, I'm not sure about this, you know. Let me assure you that if you put, you know, the wrong voltage on an electrolytic capacitor, it will change its performance characteristics. True. For the Quite way. explosively if you reverse <laughs> polarity it. And, uh, in fact, re- electrolytic capacitors, as I understand it, and I'm stand to be corrected, I suppose, but uh, from a technician's perspective, and I've seen it many times in equipment, is uh, electrolytic capacitors do all sorts of strange things. And, I mean, everyone knows they're unstable. I mean, switch mode power supply electrodes constantly are failing. They don't like lots of ripple, high-frequency ripple on them, and they... Um, literally dry out and these days the the quality of caps is perhaps not what it used to be and this happens more Mm. so an electro will change its uh, characteristics considerably and if it doesn't have a voltage on it a decent voltage or you use too high a voltage electro you eventually lose its its polarity uh in the sense that it might go reverse polarity uh, well, certainly, it, you know, it, they change their characteristics in many ways. So to suggest that an amp can't change its sound As is, it is indeed bollocks. Because <laughs> it does change its yeah. sound. 
whether it's good or bad, but what you'll find is that initially, before it becomes faulty, that in fact it will improve because the characteristics of the run-in components, the ones that have been through some heat cycles, the ones that have been used in a circuit and actually had, you know, been used actively, have voltage on them. Yes. That is the components that will be used to do the final voicing of a new design and uh, in turn, uh, therefore, the sound generally will improve because it gets closer to what the designer actually designed as it runs in, not further away from the the uh, sound that they heard when they were doing the final testing. Oh, that's good. That clears that up. Sort so of. speakers need running in, amplifiers need running in, CD players might need some sort of run-in. I think everything sounds better with a bit of use, but speakers by far the biggest difference. Because this is my pet peeve with hi-fi talk is everyone talks about the difference between cables and the difference between speakers on the same plane. No, 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 no. Okay. Speakers sound dramatically different. Cables sound hardly any different at all. You know, on a scale of 0 to 10, uh, the difference in cables are down around the 0, 1s and 2s. The difference between speakers, if we are talking differences... Yes, sound differences. Is, is, is at the 10 end of the scale. Amps are somewhere in the perhaps 3, 4 and 5 area. You know, open to... You know, interpretation. Your mileage will vary. Blah blah blah. But any, oh, look, anything electronic, you're better off using it. They don't like to sit around doing nothing. No, they don't. You can't expect to store electronics for years and then turn them on and hope that they're going to work the way they were designed to. No, it's actually I get that quite often. People say, "Oh, I've just had it in storage for six months or a year." And here's another. Here's here's a handy hint for the night, day, whenever you're listening. It's night here. Um, is, uh, use I, it or lose it. Use it or lose it. I put it into storage. I got it out two years later and it didn't work. Okay, where did you store it? Oh, in a storage shed. Okay. Now, okay, storage sheds are different in Queensland than they are in Melbourne or Tassie or the East Island of Australia. New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> yes. But... You know, like up here, a storage shed is is basically forty degrees, maybe forty five, wet, humid. Yeah, yeah. If it's near the water, probably salty as well. It is a shocking environment. Why don't you store it down in the engine room of a boat for two years? <laughs> I mean, it really is. Okay, that's a bit worse. But you know, it's a horrible place to put your equipment. In fact, it's a horrible place to put anything. Yeah, it'll if come out buggered basically. <laughs> So, you know, don't be surprised if you put something away and it's stuffed when you get it back out. So Anyhow, true. I'm sick of talking. Your turn, Keith. Handy hint for the week from the Keith. Oh, I had a handy hint and because you've been talking and I, I've, I've forgotten it now. Well, let me remind you. No, oh. it's gone. Are you going to remind me? I'll have a two-second break and then I'll remind you. Okay, we'll be back. Back in a sec. Now, did you collect your thoughts, Keith? Oh, I've got some thoughts. On? Well, I thought I'd talk a little bit about ventilation. Hmm, ventilation. And cupboard space and that sort of jazz. Because forever going to someone's place to install their equipment, 
and it just fits in. <laughs> just fits in is not good enough. No, it's not. No, no. I, We're I have amplifiers a, here. Yeah, I'm talking home theatre amplifiers mainly because they generate a bit of heat. You can well anything with ventilation holes in the top and the sides and the bottom. You know <laughs> it's going to generate some heat. So there's my trade secret. If it's got holes to it, <laughs> yes. it needs air to circulate. And I think I think the given with a lot of slats in a cabinet lid is it needs a lot of space around it. Yeah. Now I definitely free air effectively. Yeah. Mm. As a rule, a general rule. I want 100 mil at the top of the equipment. Mm -hmm. I figured the manufacturers already worked out the height of the feet to to enable enough air to flow underneath it. Indeed. So that's good enough. So it sits on its feet. Mm -hmm. You don't take its feet off. That's a no-no. It's an absolute no-no. Give it 100 mil at the top. And the other thing that I like, and I think... What do you like to see each side? Half an inch? Centimetre? 20 mil? 30 mil? Well, if it's got holes on the side of the cabinetry... Mm -hmm. I'd go for another 100 mil either side. Bloody hell. (laughs) But generally they don't actually have holes on the side. That's pretty rare. It's usually Mm. your set-top boxes and things like that Mm -hmm. have ventilation on the sides. Sure. So... But you don't really mean 100 mil. 50 mil would be enough. Yeah, 50 mil would be enough. That's a bit too generous, isn't it? Yeah, okay. All right, we'll clarify that. So 50 on the sides and 100 on the top. Yep, as a general rule. Not on a set-top box so much. Um... Same again, check the set-top boxes, see where the holes are, work out where you need need the air to flow to. Does anyone have a set-top box anymore? Oh, well, what about our PVRs? Set-top box PVR? Okay, PVRs, yeah. Right. Satellite boxes, satellite boxes run hot. Who uses satellite? Yeah, Oster, Foxtel. Oh, I thought they, you meant something out, like if you're living out on your... Uh, Cattle ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the your, middle of, your vast uh, service. Your station, I should say. So. In the middle of um, Mill Parinka. <laughs> which so, is just to, the, I think, the west of Upper Combucta. Uh, what? West, which is west. west of Upper Combucta. Okay. Never been there. Oh, Mrs. What's her name was there? Mrs.? Yeah. You've lost me. Okay, and another thing... Well, you, you are five years younger than me. Yeah. Another thing you need, beside the ventilation, hmm. you need depth in the back of your cabinet. Oh, I like a bit of depth. Yeah. Hmm. So when you go and buy your TV cabinet... You need width and depth. Width and depth. Oh, no, height too. You've got to fit the things in. <laughs> oh, yeah, you need a... So what you're saying is you need a big box. Yes. You don't want the smallest, most compact thing you can find. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not against that kind of thing. Small and compact. Yeah. I mean, you know, it takes up less space in your house. Well, yeah, that's why everyone likes them. That's one of the reasons. And there are other reasons. So, yeah, that's it. Ventilation. You need ventilation. It's nothing like good ventilation. No, well, if you're going to have small, tight packages around the house, you're going to need a lot of ventilation. Things are going to get hot, there's no doubt about it. Now, um, you had another trade secret, and that was, uh, should speaker cables be of equal length? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that one? Yeah. And you sort of clarified it for me, and I, I reckon it's bollocks, equal length speaker cables. It is and it isn't. 
I actually, I actually like, did I did I say it was bollocks? Because I don't mean it to be bollocks. No, you said it was. It does make a difference. Yes, yeah. You and you gave me a good reason, and and it does make sense to me now. Yes, but I haven't got a golden ear, so I can't. I don't oh, know. it's nothing to do with golden ear. But look, the difference is subtle. If it's an AV system, and you got sort of center speaker and rear speakers, and does it yeah, does it matter? Because you set delays and stuff. Not that it's a delay issue. I mean, we know from a discussion that's about to occur in a few seconds in the next segment yes. that we've already recorded because we like to record things backwards. The speed of light things. Yeah, things to do with the speed of light or near the speed well, of light. Well, that was my reasoning on that speaker length. And, it, and that's correct. You're not going to have a signal phase problem. You're suddenly not going to hear one channel before the other. But, but of course, cable has characteristics, and if one cable is twice the length of the other they'll have whatever that characteristic is it'll have twice as much of it and if it's changing the character of the sound by way of frequency response or what have you then indeed there'll be twice as much of that change yep. if you have a five meter cable on one side and two and a half the other so in fact for a good stereo system there's a very good reason to have equal length cables and that's the end of that it's just a fact so that's a that's a inside av fact okay which makes sense really because You've got even loads on your amplifier if you've got equal yeah. length cables and you've got same speakers. We would hope you'd have the same speakers. And, and a well-matched pair. Some people would say, oh, well, the difference between the matching of the two speakers is likely to be far wider than the difference between the sound of a 2.5 metre versus a 5 metre cable. But, um, and I would actually agree with that. Uh, I would agree with my own thought. Yes. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, you know, why make things worse than they need to be? True. No one ever won a Formula One race by not bothering to make things optimised. So, um, I think we'll move it on the next episode. HDMI cables. Ooh. And uh, then we'll be back. How you doing, Keith? Good, Andrew. How are you? Pretty damn good. Uh, I hear you've been out in the field doing some recording. Uh, yeah, I did one recording without you, and then uh, then we both went out for a bit of a, a chat with the local local AV. Install. I thought we did it in <coughs> Sydney. Si- oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> local for Australia. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we've been out to some appliance stores to really just put together the final real-world research on this HDMI malarkey that's going on, and uh, and it also was a uh, uh, you know prequel. Is that the right word for our um, yes uh, definitive destructive HDMI testing and also performance testing coming up in the next or the following episode. Uh, it won't be too far away, though. We've got everything ready to go, including yeah. the cables and the bracket and everything else we need to do the destructive testing and see whether, in fact, uh, expensive HDMI cables last any longer than a $12 one from Bunnings. Do Bunnings have them now? I didn't check. Oh, we should go and ask them. Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> no. Well, almost certainly a HDMI cable passes a 3D signal better than a piece of garden hose. Garden hose. So, uh, without any further ado, I'm going to play Keith's tape, um, which is um, the local. I'm going to name them. We'll just. I'm going to name them. I think should yeah. we name them? I, but I don't think we'll name them at this stage. We'll let the audience guess. Okay. So there we go. 
and uh, I think the play button is a different button to that. Um, yeah, HD cables, HDMI cables. Yeah. Not much about it. Yeah. Oh, around here. Yeah. I mean, we've just got them. There's uh, our other Dixmith ones are about forty dollars instead. Yep. Is it for? Um, 3D or anything? Um, well, yeah, I was wondering about that. Do you have to get a different cable if you get 3D TV? But TV yeah. will do 3D, but I don't. I haven't got anything 3D yet. Yeah, you do. You need the 3D. The 3D needs the high speed with Ethernet. Oh, okay. Ones. Do you have those? I think we've only got them in a cleaning pack at the moment. Um, oh, there. We've got them back in now. So the high speed with Ethernet is for the 3D TVs. Okay. Just because they've got to transfer a bit more data than normal. Yep. So, yeah, a normal one, it, it could well work with 3D, but it might start jerking and going a bit funny, and sound could be a bit strange on it. What about, um, say, like a five meter? Oh, yeah, you got a five meter one up there. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't have Ethernet. Mm, oh no, it doesn't, does it? It's just a high-speed one. It's just the Ethernet. I think is just for if you're going to be going on the internet, like 3D smart TVs that are on Wi-Fi as well. Will you be doing that? Um, well, I think it can do that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I should check, shouldn't I? Yeah. Just so then, you, yeah, you get in the the better cable, I guess. But so I don't know. All our stuff uh, stocks. Um, oh, there's the Ethernet one there, and it would be that one, I think. So. Okay. Yeah. So these are better than the generic ones that you've got here. The well, there. This is just a different. Dis it's just the distinct brand is the Dick Smith brand. The only Dick Smith one we've got with the Ethernet one in is the only 1.5 meters is a cleaning kit, $50. Oh, well, you've got to clean the cable, no? No, Sc oh, screen cleaner. Screen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, they seem, they're, they're gold plated and that, so they're good quality cables. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I might double check what I actually need. Sure. But um, that makes sense. Yeah, you really don't need to spend much more than that. Some of them go hundreds and hundreds, but. Yeah, what are you? Oh, you're only what eighty bucks, dearest yeah. dearest one, five yeah. meters. Yeah. Okay, that's what I want to check. I want to see how long I need. So, yeah. it would be better to have um, the shortest cable possible, or it would, yeah, obviously, because it. I mean, five meters is not that that bad though. It's no. like you're going a lot longer than five. Okay, that you have problems. Yes, it can do. Just because it's trying to transfer a lot of data, that's all. Okay. It can lose a bit of signal. But I don't think they make them particularly long anyway, just because of that reason. Um, yep. We've we've only got five meters the longest. I don't know if they do make them a lot longer. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. No. Oh, stopped. Um, <clears throat> she, she was very helpful, wasn't she? She she seemed very helpful, and um, I didn't see her, of course, but she sounded like she she was quite a pleasant pleasant lass. Yeah. Pleasant, yes. Interestingly, um, incredibly uh, common sense advice, and she seemed to have a bit of a concept of what it was all about. Yeah, which was surprising. I, I was quite happy. I'm actually, sorry, I didn't buy a cable off her now because she did such a, mm. a good job. Of course, the problem was we were trying to buy an expensive cable to then make a mockery of the expensive cable, and she only sold sensibly priced ones. Yeah. Which was, was was a surprise to me when I when I walked in the store. I mean, I couldn't find the cables first off, but mm. um, she was very helpful. Oh, so there wasn't a huge rack of them like oh, certain stores have ten thousand dollars worth of no there was cable in one no twelve foot gondola or whatever no mm. 
There was um, a selection. Yes. Um, like you said, there was two two main choices and then the different lengths. And, then and now 3D with Ethernet. Well, we should back up a little bit and say that Keith and I have done a little bit of research on this over and above our normal level of knowledge and feel we have a reasonable grasp of what's required and so forth. And, yes, 3D at 1080p at 60 frames a second does require 10-odd gigabits. Gig- Giga, giga clusters, is it? Giga gigabits, gigabits, <laughs> gigabits. Sort of um, of uh, <clears throat> speed, which is a strange word to use. I feel, mm. but uh, all the uh, engineering top folk out there, or uh, you know, people who have read up on this, understand that really speed is perhaps an unfortunate choice of word to describe the bandwidth of a cable or the useful bandwidth of a cable. But maybe it's easier to understand. Yeah. But the point is, anything with, as our research indicates, that anything with high speed 3D with Ethernet written on it, yes. no matter what brand or price, will do the job in the most demanding situation that exists at the moment, which is 60 frames of 1080p at 3D. Yep. Um, so that's the, and that's the end of that because the HDMI gurus, the, the masters at, what is it, hdmi.org or something? Yeah, I think it's all HDMI land. hdmiland.org.com.co.uk.nz.co.com or whatever they're called. Uh, we should start up our own cable thing. It's a bit like the Olympics, isn't it? Who's got the best? Oh, who's... Well, lots of free prizes. I mean, you know, like the Olympics committee gets to, gets wined and dined and Oh, yeah, true. They, you know, to choose who's going to hold their games next. Yes. Surely if you ran the HDMI thing, you'd get lots of favouritism from certain suppliers or something. Just to get the little gold stars. Something like that, I don't know. But getting as un- you know, unusual as it is, we're going sideways. Um, so that was one interview. We've done a few more, so should we play, play those? Well, play the contrast. Yeah, let's see the different from a, from a larger chain store. Um, that particular store there's, has a store in every town. Yes. And this one has um, a store... Well, they already knew what that store was because the lady mentioned it. She she did. Did she say, did she say Dick Smith? Yes. Okay, she did. Okay, well, this is a store owned by um, a different kind of person to Dick Smith. Perhaps he's... Um, not that Dick Smith owns Dick Smith anymore, but we all know Dick Smith's personality and the gentleman that owns the majority of this store has a different kind of personality and has a different kind of brain size. Uh, also has a lot more money than Dick. Hang on a second. Um, there's a comment here we don't want to play first. Do the monster cables give you a better picture as well? Or do they just... It's, 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 it's about speed. It's about speed. Yeah. So there's no... You can't get better picture qualities. You get better picture quality by moving information quicker. Okay. The quicker you move it, the better it will be. I love that guy. Um, the quicker you move it, the better it will be. Yeah. The quicker you move what? I, I'm not too sure. If... I mean, <sighs> this is the thing that bugs me in this debate is... The stupidity of the statements being made. The quicker you move something, presumably the data that represents a picture, the better the picture will be. Yes. 
<laughs> Talk about a complete lack of understanding of what's going on. Um, this is this is the this is the, the, the one I love though. Have a listen to this. Okay. Okay, so what you're saying is that's got a better picture than that, but yep. I won't notice it. Oh, no, I didn't say that. No, you'll notice it, you'll notice it. You'll notice it, you'll notice it. Now we talked to this guy for a while. Oh, it was a good twenty minutes, wasn't it? Twenty two minutes, I believe. Oh, okay. It felt like an hour, but it was only twenty two minutes. Um, he spent a lot of time dodging the issue of would we get a better picture between a Phillips lead for $69, yes. one and a half metres long. Now, that lead looked a lot like something I would sell for about $16 yes. and not in a very fancy packet. No. And the Monster Cable 700, which uh, $149. Yes, recommended retail. Rec retail. And there was no speed rating on the Phillips cable, but whatever speed it was, let's just just go with the packaging for a minute and this speed concept, yes. and we'll come back to what we think about that. Um, no speed rating on the Phillips, but the, but the Monster was faster. Oh, yeah, miles ahead. Because we've already heard that the quicker you can move, move, move it, the better the picture will be. Yeah. It'd be bugger if you got a really slow cable, wouldn't it? Because then you'd only get one frame a second or something, or I don't know. The point is, he stated quite clearly, after some <laughs> multiple requests for actually getting to get him to make the statement. Because what he said was, remember this, he constantly said, the faster the cable, the better the picture. He said that many times, correct? Yes, he did. But he wouldn't... He didn't say that. He's no. I'll correct myself. He said, "The faster the speed, the better the picture." Yeah. But Jerry, let the cat out of the bag, must have sent down an instruction for above that said, "Whatever you do, don't say that this cable has a better picture than the other cable," because he wouldn't say it. No. He kept <laughs> saying every time I asked him the question, he kept saying, "Faster is better." but he wouldn't say one cable had a better picture than another. No. Even though it was plainly obvious because he kept talking about speed and the numbers were written on the packets within the monster range. So we were trying to clarify whether if you bought the mm. better cable, the faster cable, do you actually get a better picture? And I suggested that I wouldn't see the difference and as you heard, he quickly corrected. In fact, I'll play it again. Just this is exciting, exciting listening, I know, folks. Okay, so what you're saying is that's got a better picture than that, but yep. I won't notice it. Oh, no, I didn't say that. No, you'll notice it. You'll notice it. You will notice it. He, it uh, won't happen overnight. No, but it will happen. And um, he then went on to say a strange thing. This guy contradicted himself constantly, but uh, we, we won't get bogged down in what he said and what it blah, blah, blah. The gist of what we're... The, the case we're putting forward, and we don't know the answer to this, but we think we do... Mm. And that is as follows. Way you go, Keith. I'm going to find another tape to play. Oh, I wasn't listening. What? What is? Well, well, I was going to put forward the what we're going to do. And there's that. There's two aspects to better HDMI cables, right? The construction, 
instruction and therefore the reliability and therefore to some degree the value for money, although paying hundreds of dollars for a cable that lasts three times as long as one that costs 12 bucks seems like poor value. Yes. Just buy three $12 ones. But he just said, our friend from HN said, no, 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 you will notice it. Yes. As in the picture will be better. Will be better. Now, therefore, another reason that he suggests that you're buying the more expensive cable is to get a better picture. So we intend yeah. to test those two aspects. Yeah, so we're going to test the integrity of, of a few HDMI cables, starting with a no-name brand all the way up to our pre-ordered monster cable. Yes, let's have, and have a listen to this. I don't mind buying something good, but I want to know that it is genuinely better. and It's better made, better performance. That's what it's about. That's why you'll spend more money on it. Yeah, that's why you'll spend more money on it. So there you go. There's our premise in better made. summed up by someone who can put string words together better than you and I. Did, did you put in the bit about the car analogy that he did? I thought that was beautiful. It's really... <laughs> we could talk about that. We'll play that in another show. Okay. But let it just be said that there's the fastest car in the world is a Commodore. Um, uh, Can I say something else? Until you get to a corner. <laughs> yeah, there's... <laughs> Come on, Keith. We're trying to hang on to an audience. Okay. Um, We're killing fine, them. fine Australian-made quality automobile. So if you want, if you want the best product, yeah. it, you're going to pay for it. You can't buy a BMW for the price of a Commodore. Oh. You can't buy a Ferrari for the price of a BMW. No. So if you want the best product out there, then you're going to go to the Monster Brand. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was selling the ass off these things. Hey, he just is another bit of fun from the same clan. Ah, uh, same gentleman. If I put the player next to the TV and I buy a one-metre one, what's yes. the cheapest one-metre one you've got that you would recommend? Well, I would connect? go with that. That's, That's what the cheapest I would... one you recommend in a one-metre? That's the one I would go for 3D. How much is... 149 Is there a better price? Oh, yeah, have a look. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course there's a better price. We only put the 149 on it so that when some poor sucker buys a TV and he asks for a better price, we say, we'll throw in a $149 lead. <laughs> that cost us 26 bucks. Um, it didn't take much twisting of the arm to get that price. He was almost waiting for us to hint at a discount so that he could rush off to his computer terminal. It's, and It's like half a step to closing the sale, isn't it? Anyhow. Um... And I think it's well it's well known that there's quite a considerable commission to folk who uh, at Harvey Norman who um, who uh, sell these uh, monster cables. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's ten or twenty or twenty five dollars, perhaps. In other words, I'm sure it's more than selling a forty two inch plasmas commission. Now um, we could rant on about this for ages, but. Just uh, well, we're going to take a break, okay? Because I want to come back. I want to talk about this speed issue briefly. I don't want this to drag too much because it's it, it's been done to death. But what hasn't been done, and what we're doing in the next episode, or whenever we get it done, and if it's not the next, it'll be the one after, is actually 
supplying some hard hard facts about performance differences and the strength of the cable, as we've mentioned 28 times, but yeah. that's what this is all about. But we thought we would go and establish whether Harvey Norman or other stores were even trying to do what people say. And how many Harvard, Harvey Norman stores do we go to? Uh, well, is it one and a half or is it two? Is the other one this really a Harvey Norman store? That's not, no, nah, what I really meant was... Oh, excuse me, that Chinese was good. Sorry, Thai. Thai. Um, what I'm driving at is that we spoke to one Harvey Norman salesman in one Harvey Norman store in one instance in one oh, attempt. Oh, yes, true. And we got exactly what everyone says you get. Yes. So, because uh, I've never done it. I mean, you've probably had the same as me. I've had any X number of clients come in and go, well, I've got this, like you go out to do a job. They've got a $199 Blu-ray player. They've got a $149 lead. And you pull out your contractor special lead. Yes. Which you're going to charge them 25 bucks with and make a, he- a four and make a healthy margin or 35 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I know, whatever it is, you know, around $30 for a two meter lead. Because I don't know what you connect up with a one meter lead, but there's no way it's long enough to do anything with, is it? <laughs> no, because you stick something one meter and you stick your equipment on top of your amplifier. Hmm. If you've got a rack, you know, things slid in it, it's long enough, I suppose, but certainly won't get you to a monitor in most cases. But um, it, was, it was a bit of an eye-opener, wasn't it? Because the client, or our clients, are probably getting this all the time when they were going... Yeah, to- that's sorry, that's what I was trying to think where I was up to. But, yeah, we, you go out to do the job. They've already got the lead. Oh, no, they don't need that. I've got a lead salesman sold me the right thing. In, you know, I need this because this is what's going to work. Yes. And you can see the price ticket on the packet. They've already opened the packet. The deal is done. It's no going back. <laughs> Though I have been in a couple of jobs like that, and the the client said, "I've got all the leads," and you go, "Oh yes, you have." And then you look at the prices, and you're, oh, well, "Yeah, right." Oh, they said I could take any of them back if I didn't need them. So, but the odds are that they're not going to take them back, isn't it? So I have had some look. I don't. I'm not trying to be disruptive, and it's everyone's right to try to make a buck, but. The defining thing here is what's a fair deal, I think. Is it a fair deal to tell someone a blatant lie about, well, we feel that there's no picture quality difference. We're going to prove that, though. We've done tests before, but this time we're going to use a test disc. And the other other aspect to it is this um, that our friend here at Harvey's uh, commented on was the you know, structural integrity and you know, the fact that it's a premium quality product and that's what if you want to buy the premium products what you're going to buy but is it a premium product and I actually think it is probably pretty well made uh, and I'm keen I'd, to see whether it breaks yeah I would give it a high rating for its physical construction yeah mm. and a, you know judging by the cross-sectional demo cable that was yep. at the uh, Harvey Norman uh, store monster rack mm. so you know that we're not out to Bust Harvey Norman, which is why we're mentioning their name. We may well be doing them a favour in some ways. Yeah. By proving that the cable is genuinely more reliable. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll but I'm going to laugh my, laugh my ass off when it breaks just as quickly as the $12 one. <laughs> oh, we'll find out. Yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have that break we were talking about. Back, okay. Back, uh, back again soon, folks. See you guys. Andrew, we're back again. We don't need to say back. Well, we're between uh, 
We're between discussions on episodes, uh, uh, HDMI episodes. We, we, uh, we're up to special offer. We have a special offer, and that's, that's a new segment, and we're going to throw it in in the middle of, uh, or somewhere in the middle of every uh, podcast. And if you don't hear it, well, stiff. Okay, so the special offer this week is for Australian listeners only. I'm sorry, world. Hopefully we've got people in the rest of the world listening to us. But Actually, we'd ship it to Kiwi land um, for the cost of the freight. Okay. Extra, but, you know, that they might be able to buy it nearly as well there. <laughs> Not likely. <laughs> so the special offer this week for our listeners who they do need to write a review, email us, inside, show at inside-av.com. We will send the first person to write a review and the money because it's not a free offer, is it? Special offer. Do they have to write a review? They can just buy the thing. Actually, you know, on that subject, and this is a podcast going to be two and a half hours, but but I I guess people we've had a few reviews. That's great, and thank you for those folks yes, who have you. done those reviews because. Um, it's it's nice to know that someone cares enough to write something, good, bad, or indifferent. And in fact, the reviews are reasonably positive. In fact, quite positive in some cases. But um, I suppose if we were really, really good at what we did, people would re- write reviews. But because we're pretty ordinary at what we do, they're like, "Nah, that was all right. It was free. I got what I paid for. <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing." And uh, you know. Nah, Maybe that's why they're not doing it. Maybe give us a rating. It takes two seconds. You've got to be logged into uh, iTunes. iTunes. And, and there's instructions on Inside AV homepage. Actually, to how clarify to... that. Yeah. It's yeah. in the iTunes store, not just iTunes. Yeah, it's in the... Yeah, okay. Which is so, quite confusing for some people. They think, oh, I mean, oh, iTunes. iTunes is shit anyhow. Let's face it. iTunes is a shit piece of software that is confusing. Of course... I now sort of know it fairly much back the front. But before I had iPods and things, you know, it was like, oh, God, why would you want anything to do with this? But it has a store where you go and rent your movies and buy your music and download your podcasts. Yes. And or subscribe to podcasts and then they'll automatically download. You've only got to hit the subscribe button once if you're logged in and it'll just download it every time you open the app. Yep. Now, that's pretty cool. Well, it's good. You don't have to think about it. And then they're just there to listen to. And I presume if you plug your... I mean, I don't... Here we go. I mean, I'm not the guru on i, you know, products, but presumably you plug your i product in and it syncs, it. syncs it up. So yeah. it's there. So um, I butted in, Keith, yes, because I wanted to... Say, yeah, well, back to specials, but I butted in for a reason, and that oh, is okay. that I wrote some instructions on the inside AV. Oh, yes. The hyphen in the middle of it dot com webpage about how to register an account name at on at a, in at iTunes at Apple without using your credit card. Yes, important point. Yes, you don't need a credit card to register to create a name. No, and to get podcasts because they're free. The podcasts you never need to even do anything other than just hit the play button virtually. But um, and you can download them without being logged in, can't you? Um, yeah, you can. Hmm. Yeah, so it's no free. It's a free but button. But we do want them to register so they can rate us because you right. can't do that unless you're registered. That's the only hurdle. And the, and the fact of the matter the front, is, you could, I mean, if someone values our rantings, why they would? 
I have no thank idea. Thank you, thank you. But let's pretend that they did. I just thank the two people that listened. Yeah, okay. okay. I'll thank the other three. The thing is, no, I won't. The, the thing is, if you if we don't sort of get a little bit of an audience, then we'll lose interest. So yeah. the way to gain an audience is to... Special offer. <laughs> I keep trying to get back to your special offer, Reed. Um yeah, but I, I, I mean, I've thought about this. I mean, I listen to podcasts. Uh, you and me. Yep. <laughs> nah, I listen to uh, I listen to Adam Carolla actually, as I have done for many years, and and you know he's um, painful at times. But you know, I've I've subscribed to his podcast because has he got a free off? No. I've- no, his bloody show is full of advertising. Special it's a bit offer? of a pest, actually. Okay. Well, I notice he's laid off on it a bit lately, which tells a story, actually. But let's not get let's no. get back to the core. If you subscribe to us and you write a review or you rate us, it does help with perhaps gaining a bigger audience. And you know, we'll keep banging this rubbish out for forevermore. And we want, now, to, be, we want to beat the big guys that have got production crews and studios. And it would be amusing, yes. It would be amusing to beat the ABC at their own game, although they do an excellent job, and that seems highly unlikely. Now, um, you have a special offer? Special offer. Cambridge? Cambridge DAC Magic. Mm-hmm. No plus? No plus. It's new, but old stock. In, I will say mint condition. Mint. Still in its packaging. It has been out, but it's back in now. Mm -hmm. All the accessories, everything. Mm -hmm. We're going to sell it Mm -hmm. for close to cost price. Actually, we're selling it for cost. It is is so close to cost. We we, we factored in a little bit of freight. So you're going to get a DAC magic. Well, the first person to write a review and email us with their name and address, we will post it to them. A DAC magic for three... And, oh, we need we need contact, so we have to get payment, don't we? We haven't thought this through too well. We haven't thought this through at all. We've but got a DAC magic for three plus, fifty. the old model, for three fifty. Three fifty Australian dollars. Express posted to your door. We don't want American dollars, Australian dollars. Well, it'll be about four fifty American dollars. Is it... So $350, you can have a DAC Magic in your house. You can have it wherever you want. Yep. And uh, just send us an email. We'll work out the payment details. One of yes. us will take a credit card number or something. Email. Or send us a cheque or you can DD into one of our bank accounts or whatever. Yep. Um, thank you, Keith. That's all right. Thank uh, you for the special offer. Oh, pleasure's all mine. Um, no, I... Found it the other day. I don't know if I told you the story, but I was cleaning up and I found this Tac <laughs> Magic Plus hiding at the bottom of the drawer and thought, oh, interesting bonus. Looking at you. It's a bit like when you find 50 bucks in an old suit jacket that you haven't worn for seven years or since the last time you got married. And uh, yeah, 50 Ooh. bucks I never knew I had. Let's clarify that. So we're selling it for 350 What was its recommended retail in its day? 499 Actually, its recommended retail in its day was 699 but yep. they were four ninety nine more recently, and that's when I bought that. I remember when I got it, and I know why I got it, because I was running some comparison tests, and uh, I think with the power supplies or something, and I wanted 
two set up with two different power supplies or something. Okay. That didn't make bugger all difference as I remember it. Oh, because they got outboard power packs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. got a, yeah. Oh, that's the deal. That is the deal. And uh, I should say there's, there's a reason why it didn't make any difference as I remember it. I think it's just a transformer. I think it's an AC supply. Oh, it's got yeah. all the power supply inside. Yeah, power supply is actually in the deck. And yet there's a lot of talk on the, talk on the web about high-quality power supplies for um, DAC Magics. I could be wrong. I thought it was AC. I might just shut up because maybe it isn't. Okay. Um, there you go. There's the offer. Boom. Now, back to HDMI leads. Thank you. Hello, Keith. Andrew, we're back again. Inside AV. Inside AV. That's yeah. right. That's the name of the dodgy operation. Um, we... Uh, that previous segment, as folks will have heard, was a um, number of recordings from a couple of local uh, electronic slash appliance stores. And uh, I can say we went to one electronic store and then one appliance, and a couple of appliance stores. Yeah, what you call JB? That's more of a. Oh yeah, we went to JB. Yeah, yeah. that was a, that was an experience, wasn't it? It is. Before we start crapping on about speed and boring rubbish like that. Yes. After much. Uh, what, 15 minutes of waiting? We eventually got um, served after hassling the guy. Oh, that's right. It was a bit of a waiting game, wasn't it? We had a couple of bits of fun with him. I'll just, I'll just run through them. Okay. Um, um, did, I, did I play this before? Before we go to JB's? Have a listen to this. Okay. So if you want, if you want the best product, yeah. you're going to pay for it. You can't buy a BMW for a price of a BMW. No, I did, didn't I? Yeah. You can't buy a Ferrari <laughs> yeah, for the right. price of a BMW. Sorry. So if you want the best product uh, out there, then you're going to go to the Monster Brand. Oh, is that... Okay, this Panasonic around here has got 600 hertz written on it. Is that what yeah, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, it's the speed, the speed of your processor, the speed that your picture's coming through and stuff like that. Um, these will be all right for that for a 200 hertz. I wouldn't go anything lower, like... If, a 50, oh, right, yeah. a 50 hertz HDMI with a 200, you know, good. Um, but yeah, your 200 hertz, you know, you're Because it hurts less. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that okay? This is what, what happens though, or just asking a question yeah. here. This one's 600 hertz, but there's no 600 hertz no, cables right. there. So, yeah, look, you can't, you can't connect that TV out yet. <laughs> yeah, you could. You'd have to go with something like a 3. 300 hertz and just, you know, oh, okay. it wouldn't be... Oh, not, he, he said you could get a 300 hertz. I didn't see a 300 hertz. <laughs> right there. Yep. Yep. Can't hook with TV. Oh, hang on, he's still going. It's not going to be coming through as fast as a... As okay, a they love their speed, don't they? <laughs> you probably wouldn't notice it too much. Yeah, you probably wouldn't notice it too much. You wouldn't notice it too much. It's, it's just a minefield of bullshit and jargon, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I feel sorry for all, all the customers out there that oh. walk in. That's what this segment's about, by the way. If someone's wondering, we're not just trying to blow wind up our own backsides because we've got half an idea what we're talking about. It's it's in an attempt to attract attention to the fact that this is the most bogus thing since the Y2K bug, I think. <laughs> Except maybe global warming. Whoops, half the audience is gone. <laughs> Have a listen to this. Um, so probably doesn't affect us anyhow. So full high def, 3D, yep. 200 hertz. Two meters I can do for 99 bucks. Okay. 
that one there. Yeah. And, you know, Belkin, probably, you know, top of the range, really. They, they back themselves. They're pretty... So this monster stuff, is it as good as that, is it? Or what? what yeah, look, What is monster in here? Yeah, it must be a brand. I, we don't keep it. I think it yeah. was, um, I think J-Car keep it or something like that, I think. Oh. Yeah. Jeez, that's a clap. That was that was the funniest thing in the whole uh, shopping uh, uh, expedition. Ex- expedition was the uh, yeah. I think you can buy them at Jake. <laughs> Maybe you can. <laughs> Funny how he just didn't want to mention Harvey Norman. Hey? Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's a funny chap. He was he, he was trying. Belkin, good brand. They back himself. <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> If someone said to me, uh, what is the most um, overrated brand with the worst second-rate shit products? Balkan. Balkan. Every time. There is no one in the AV trade that would use a Balkan product to do anything with except maybe clean your toilet. Here's some more. Uh, so hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. That's it. Seems like a lot for a piece of cable. It is. Yeah, true. Uh, that's what I said. Um, I uh, I was having trouble with a with a game of Xbox. It was too dark for me. I didn't yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So got one of those. And I could see. So yeah. <laughs> More. You could see. I got to stop the laughing. But the picture was too dark. I got a better quality HDMI lead, and I could see. You could see. It's a, it sounds like a religious experience. Yeah. Um, I like it how we, we sound like we're live in the local disco. Yeah, but hey, do you remember when we, we were first in that particular store? It was cranking. I had to turn the stereo down, ask permission, and then I had a bit of a problem because I walked out of the stereo and just was just about to turn the volume down and yet realised I was meant to be playing the role of the... Oh, the interviewer. <laughs> of, the, of the dumb, know-nothing type. Oh, yes. Joe Blow on the Road, and Joe Blow on the Road's probably not going to walk over to us because it was a separate system stack of components with about, what well, there was a Blu-ray and an amp and a... And you just magically turned it down. Smashing you, which knob to turn down. Um, uh, will we go to Joyce Mayne? Yeah. This, this well, is we, we had to cut this down a lot because this was a big waiting game, wasn't it? Uh, 22 minutes to not get served at Joyce Main, and then we went to the IT department and we got this guy and he, he gave us two gems. Yeah, and he wasn't going to take us back down to the AV area, was he? No, there's a fight going on there. Okay. I don't know how that works. It may well be that Joyce Main's like... Um, Harvey's and you've got separate proprietors for each... Um, Division. In fact, I think I think you do. Okay. I'm acting like I don't know that, but I do know that. Yes, you do. Oh. Yeah, Joyce Main's the same as Harvey's. You've got these I separate, didn't know separate that. operations within the same roof. Well, you do now. Have a listen to this. Okay. I love this. Oh, okay. I don't know much about cables, but I do know about laws of physics. That's a 1.3. That's a 1.3. To 1.3? No, it doesn't. Does it? No. It's faster than the speed of light no. or slower? No, slower. They're slower than the speed of light? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're probably thinking about an optical cable. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I've done some research on how fast signal gets through cable. Yes. Uh, because um, when I went to college, 
uh, electricity did travel at the speed of light. Or well, electrons did f- flow at the speed of light? No, nah, electrons never flow at the speed of light. They don't. Electrons vibrate. Ah. So Le- what is he getting at, though, the speed? Electron flow is related to current. Yes. And um, that's, the, that's sort of the definition of current to some degree. But when you feed a signal through a cable, electrons vibrate against each other, and that is how the signal gets from, from one end to the other. Yes. Now, this is, hey, I'm not a scientist. I'm not, I do have some knowledge of physics, but no more than what you get by doing grade 11 and some of grade 12. Actually, no, I never got to grade 12. Oh, there's a secret out of the bag. <laughs> Kicked um, you out. me. <laughs> anyhow, I did do some follow-up study for a number of years on electronics, and it's funny you should say that because I could have said the same thing, electron flow, and that would be the wrong term, but a signal flows... Flow's the wrong word. A signal... Passes. Passes through a cable, a piece of cable at very marginally slower than the speed of light, as much as I can tell from probably a dozen different sources of, uh, of explanations I read on the web uh, since that visit the other day. And the reason why it's marginally slower is because the small amount of space between the electrons, there's a little bit of backlash in the system, if you like. Mm. Um, but for all in purpose and intent, intent but what, yeah, it, it's... it's um, speed of light and of course he's right he's dead right so we can't we're laughing but in fact he's he's unintentionally i'm sure said well i shouldn't say that maybe he's a he's a a undercover uh, scientist but he's moonlighting at uh, joyce main to uh, put himself through uh, you know his doctorate in um, rocket science but he um he's right very marginally slower and an optical cable of course uh by the fact of what it is, indeed, travels at the speed of light. (laughs) uh, But I think he was once again alluding to the speed argument. But I like the answer we uh, got when we asked for a discount. Oh, yeah. On the the, the $80 cable. Have a listen to this in a second. It's like the ABC here. Takes a while to get things going. Same price as Ellen, 46. Okay. We just saw 46 from 80. What's that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a problem. I mean, we put an $80 ticket on it, but we didn't really mean it. It's 46 now. 46. you got to understand, we weren't buying anything else. We, we were just there to buy a HDMI cable. It was marked for $80. We said, oh, what can you do? He was back in... It took a while. I cut that out, but because it was 20 seconds of us talking about nothing. Yes. But still only took him 20 seconds. I really think he didn't probably calculate it too carefully, but... 80 bucks to 46. Just like that. In a flash. Uh, that was uh, some generic odd bod piece of crap brand. It wasn't anything of any uh, whatever. Uh, Joyce Main in the hi-fi section had a rack, and I mean a rack. Ooh. It was a wall. It was a, a rack. A wall of uh, high-quality Belkin crap. And if someone's wondering why we're, I'm slow, well, I'm not inclined to include not going to include Keith and my Belkin slagging, but I mean, oh my God, Belkin is surely just—it's just shit. It's just crest much in a different packet. Yes, it's got a good packaging. It's got nice packaging. Yeah, packaging nine out of ten. Cable, same as anything you'd buy anywhere else for twenty bucks. 
<laughs> Possibly, yes. <laughs> you know what I found amusing is that um, there was one shop we were at had cables for about 40 bucks that were nickel-plated, and then they had the... Eighty dollars. I think it might have been the one we were just talking about that dropped to forty six bucks. It had gold plating. Gold plated, yes. I bought some cables the other day for three dollars forty three, and uh, gold plating. <laughs> <laughs> well, gold paint in here. Um, I think we've done it. That's that's our um, that's our bit of fun at the stores. Now, to the to the facts as we see it. What do you think about this speed thing, Keith? How do you understand it? Well, we'll, we'll prove it in our test, but... Oh, I, I think the speed is certainly an issue if you're going to do your 3D stuff. Yeah, from what we can see, you need 10 point something or other gigawatts yeah. of energy. But I think... Flowing through your cable. If we were to give out a, a helpful hint in buying an HDMI cable, I would go find the cable that's got the right speed, got the Ethernet connection for your mm-hmm. 3D TV, mm-hmm. and then just go and find the one in your price bracket. Yeah, I think so. Find one. You don't need to spend over $100. God, I don't need it. I, I'm I don't thinking, think you need to spend anywhere near it. I'm thinking, well, 40 bucks. Or 40, no, 46, wasn't it? 46, yeah. 46 is, is an okay amount of money to spend. But that was a two-metre cable. Yeah. I've got the two-metre cables I use every day... Um, generic supplier, you know, they they probably they, I get them in a plain wrapper. They probably go into a number of fancy packaging and sell for yes. more. They're reliable. I've had one fail out of fifty. It didn't fail straight away. Oh. I've had none in the field. That was in the shop, embarrassingly. Um, mind you, there's a story to tell to that stuff that gets used in the shop gets thrown on the floor, gets stood on, yeah. gets plugged in and out of in different out, systems all yep. the time. But out in the field, I haven't had anyone report a failure, but, you know, you never really quite know. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. So the I point- think I was talking about Ferraris. Where were we up to? Oh, no, Commodores Fra- are the fastest car. I, oh, you got to bring we- that up. <laughs> no, no, I just couldn't remember where I was up to. Anyhow, this speed thing, it's bandwidth, right? Yes, do you want to explain bandwidth of a cable? Band in 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 comparison to say a piece of RG six quad shield that you buy for two dollars a meter or whatever you pay for it. I'll probably get it wrong, but bandwidth is its ability to pass high frequency or pass its yeah, at a certain amount of attenuation per meter. Yeah, per frequency range. So if you need that bandwidth you need a high speed cable to get to that bandwidth have I gone round in circles no I think you're right the high speed is merely a way of talking about the amount of attenuation there is at a given relatively high frequency like if you were trying to keep it to say 3db down at you know at 10 gigahertz or something over a given length say 5 metres yes then you might come up with a a speed range for that. In other, in other words, you can get an acceptable amount of signal through that cable... It's capability. ...at that data rate requirement, which yeah. in turn will decide at what frequency that signal is, um, is the gist of it. 
and something occurred to me, and I think I told you about I told someone about it today, is that surely a piece of RG59, which costed less than a dollar a metre, which is the cable we used to use to connect TV antennas up 20 years ago. Yes. You buy a 100 metre roll for 35 bucks or something. Yeah. Trade, I shouldn't mention trade prices, but many of <laughs> No one uses it, so it doesn't matter. It's no. as cheap as chips. We'd have way better performance, surely, than the conductors that are inside a HDMI cable. Oh, as in, yeah, frequency and... Yeah, the amount of attenuation at high frequencies. Yeah. I think. <laughs> we could be completely wrong. We have no idea what we're talking about. Of course, if you put a bunch of connectors, a bunch of conductors together, as per what's in a HDMI cable using RG59, you'd have something the size of a water fire hose. As in overall diameter? Yeah, yeah. Oh. When was the last time you saw a fire hose? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say this morning. No. I'm, you've lost me there. What You mean if we pull all the cables out of a HDMI cable? Yeah, how many conductors are in a HDMI cable? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. 15? Isn't there? Something like that. 15? Hey, look, we're running a podcast and pretending to be experts about HDMI cables. You can't expect us to know how many conductors are in there. No. There's a few. <laughs> Oh, what a bunch of idiots! Well, how can they get out? How can they get thirty on a on an apple? That's, that's another good point, considering <laughs> how thick how, it is. How thick or how thin it is? Yeah. that's not the kind of cable you're going to be soldering a new end on in a hurry, is no. it? No, actually, I saw that on on the web just the other day. An explanation of, the, of all the pinouts on an apple connector. Yeah, okay. Did you know they could do firewire? Uh, I don't think I did. No. Oh. That can pass. But, oh, no, I remember. Yeah, no, I did know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, can we get back to HDMI? Right just Because we're going to put the tin hat on it because uh, next Look. next part of this story is whenever we get around to doing, as we keep mentioning, the, the twist test. Twist test. And, and really then you're actually going to have some juice. Today was just about playing the segments where we went to buy the cable and just um, having a bit of fun, I suppose, at poor salesman's uh, expense. But yeah. uh, uh, one could ask why they're doing it. Are they told by their managers to say that they told by the monster rep that that's the truth have they taken the pills what's the story or is it all commission driven oh well they're there to make a sale aren't they they are so you really can't blame them for that but it would be good to find out whether we can see a performance difference Mm. alright and on, on that note and to avoid any further padding we will be back Bye, guys. See ya. We're not very organised, are we? Um, right. There's, there's no... Uh, Symmetry flowing. Nah, oh, oh, and that's the end of the show. Look, we warn you. No, we are confirming that we are as fed up with HDMI as you are. That's the end of it. It's, well, it's not because we've got to do the testing now. I'm sick of it, eh? I'm so bored with it. <laughs> Anyhow, we're not going to mention the word HDMI ever again other than the next episode or the one after whenever. We can't decide when it's going to be because we, uh, we, uh, yeah. Uh, look, anyhow, we're going to have a video of that, by the way. If anyone is wondering how we're going to do this destructive testing, we're going to spin the cables around having locked them down into a bracketed connector. Yes. So there's no way that anything's twisting other than the cable relative to the connector. 
and uh, we're going to just twist it around X number of times and see when it breaks or when the picture fails. Very similar to hanging out the back of a TV at an angle and then you pull it in and you so change it. And you are we going to do... I just thought about it. Say it doesn't mm. break. Say it doesn't break. Say it doesn't break. Yeah. Are we going to do like Mythbusters and make it break? Anyhow. You're going to shoot it. <laughs> Blow it you up. You know what I wanted to do? Oh, God, this, this, this particular episode is running real long. But you know what I wanted to do? As a YouTube video, it was tow cars with HDMI. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, and find out, like, connect the, you know, the gold-plated bit. Yes. Or probably even... I wasn't going to go that extreme. I was going to stretch one and then see whether it actually still worked. Yeah, I've done that unintentionally <laughs> by pulling one through a ceiling a bit too hard. <laughs> it still worked. Still worked? I felt a bit concerned. <laughs> I didn't, you know... Thought this would be interesting. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. And as long as you never touch it ever again, it'll be fine. Oh, I'll bring it in next week. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about speaker cables and four core and stuff. Mm. I'm going to bring in a four core sample. I never published that episode yet. Oh, okay. I haven't. Oh, I don't, well, went... maybe I did. No, it hasn't. I haven't no, heard it. no, I don't think I've done it because I think I was ranting and raving and carrying on. Okay. Well, when that comes up, I'll bring in my sample four core speaker cable. Mm. And um, you can tell me whether it would make any difference. Okay. Because it's special. Is it? Special, special. You know, yeah, no, we won't do the car towing thing with the... um, Look, the cable's going to fail because we're going to keep twisting it around until it fails. Okay. And look, I'll tell you what, judging by my humble experience, we aren't going to have to twist it many times. Okay. Yeah, so set up rig, as good as done. And that's coming up in, I don't know, a week or so. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Don't forget the show. Episode 8, coming soon. Bye. Bye.